church, yeah! <laughs> Man, it is so good to be here, and uh, welcome to part four of our Around the Table series. And through these six weeks of this series, we're looking at the six chapters of the book of Galatians, which was actually a letter written by the Apostle Paul, one of the great spiritual fathers, spiritual mentors of the faith. And we're using this idea of, you know, kind of pulling up a chair around the table, so to speak, where we get to, thanks to the Bible, have the ability to pull up a chair next to the Apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and specifically in this letter, his letter to these churches in Galatia. We get to pull up a chair next to him and listen to some fatherly advice, if you will, some some wise wisdom, some life lessons that we get to, to pull out of the book of Galatians. I, I love this metaphor. I love this idea. Matter of fact, it happened again just this week. If you've been around Next Level at all, you know that uh, you know, so much of our heart is about this idea of leadership development and being able to just pour, you know, what we're learning into others and other leaders, other pastors, other uh, young leaders, teenagers here uh, around our church, our, our team, our staff. And just this week, I had the opportunity three or four different times to just grab one of our staff members and say, hey, we're getting ready to talk about, you know, situation X or, or problem this or, or whatever, kind of this decision-making deal. Why don't you come in, just grab a chair, pull it up around the table, because I want you to hear the why behind the what. I want you to hear how we think about this and how we're processing this. So I want you to, to come around the table. And that's what we get to do. We get to pull up a chair around the table with the Apostle Paul and learn from him some of these amazing life lessons that literally can be life changing to us. So if you have your Bible this weekend, I would love for you to turn with me to the book of Galatians chapter 4. If you have a smartphone, uh, go there on version. Galatians chapter 4 is where we're going to be living this weekend. And while you're turning there or looking there, if you don't have either of those things, that's cool. The verses will be on the screen. You'll be able to follow along there as well. But while you're turning there, uh, let me kind of just back it up and, and tell us a little bit what's going on here. Basically, Paul's writing to these, this group of churches in Galatia uh, because there's been some, some controversy some debate about the grace of Jesus. So for the first three chapters, the Apostle Paul goes straight at them and is just like, you know, because they've been wrestling with these religious, some religious leaders of the day kind of infiltrated and said, you know, yeah, it's great for the grace of Jesus, but it's actually the grace of Jesus plus this or the grace of Jesus minus that, plus tradition, minus this, whatever. And so Paul is setting the record state, straight. Well, in, in chapter 4, he segues into addressing the mindset of the believers because he wanted to make sure that in all of this, they understood that when we step into a relationship with Jesus Christ, when we step into and embrace the grace of Jesus and accept Him as our Lord, our Savior, and begin following Him, that God doesn't just want to change the outward. God just doesn't, He doesn't just want to change uh, what's going on in our actions or whatever. God wants to actually rearrange and change our mindset, that we are no longer under the old mindset of the law and the rules and legalism. We are no longer under that slave mindset, as we're about to see. We're actually, God wants to transform our mindset into the mindset of a son and daughter of God. God. Let's begin reading Galatians chapter 4, starting in verse 3. Here's what it says. So also, Paul wrote, when we were children, we were in slavery under the basic principles of the world. In other words, when, when, before we came to Christ, we were in bondage. We were in slave mindset under the old rules, under the old law, under legalism, under the sin nature. It made us slaves. Verse 4, but when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, 
born under the law, under that old way, to redeem those under the law that we might receive the full rights of sons. Verse 6, because you are sons, he says, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. Verse 7, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also, look at this word, an heir. Uh, late last year, we had a guest pastor in town, and uh, the guy runs a pretty uh, amazing national uh, organization as well as pastors uh, a big church in Atlanta. And he came and he spoke in all four of our weekend services here at Next Level. And so we did the two services on Saturday night, and then we basically said, hey, let's just do something chill. We'll just go back to our house, you know, and hang out. Uh, and just just get something you know nice to eat. We'll just bring it back to the house, and we'll just we'll just kind of hang out at our house. And so uh, we did the two services on Saturday night, and so we came back. Uh, and so we go to our house, and, and Sarah and I had given our kids you know explicit instructions: stay in your rooms. We love you. We think you're awesome. Stay upstairs. Like that was. I mean, just we're not ashamed of our kids. They just have a way of being loud and rambunctious at times, and so I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to do my best, right? Okay, so we get back to the house, and we're just hanging out, you know, and everything's cool, and all of a sudden, you know, we we were keeping the rumblings above to a minimum, and everything was cool, and then all of a sudden, like a half hour in, all of a sudden, we hear this, followed by two footsteps coming down the steps, you know, and my boys come down and, hey, boy, you know, introduce the whole, you know, they're in their pajamas and they're just hanging out, you know, and they're like, dad, did you hear about the game? I'm like, no, I didn't hear about the, oh, you mean the one we're recording so that my guest pastor friend can watch it and not know the score and they're like who wants ice cream and the next thing you know they're whipping out the drawers and they got the scoopers and I'm like boys we're not using the helmets not this time for that no get the nice bowls right I mean they just they were just okay so so you see you see here's the thing they're comfortable you know what they're comfortable in their own house they're comfortable in dad and mom's house you know why because they're heirs, because they're sons of the house, because, because in their mind, they know it's cool. And so even though we were kind of like, well, there's a guest in the house, you know, and we're trying to be okay. Here's the thing about kids. They're comfortable. They're not afraid to, to draw near to dad. They're not afraid to be in the house comfortable, pull up next to the father comfortable. See, that's the difference between a slave mindset And the mindset of an heir, the mindset of a son or daughter, my friend had to ask for a glass of water. I mean, we offered, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like it was more formalized. But but the sons, they just helped themselves to whatever. And see, that's what Paul's writing about here. He's writing to the churches in Galatia saying, listen, when we start talking about the grace of God, we must allow this thing to filter into our mindset and I don't know about you, but this is a hard one for me. This is, this is a difficult one for me. That, that I, I wrestle with this, and some of it is because of my past, where I kind of learned Christianity and, and saw Christianity. When I accepted Christ as a teenager, I was in a, in a, a system that was very heavy-handed, that was, that was very guilt-driven, uh, that, that was very condemnation-heavy. And so I'll be honest with you, I don't, for several years I struggled 
with this slave mindset. And I can't help but think that there aren't some of us this weekend who are feeling the exact same way. And that's why Paul's writing, not just to the churches in Galatia, but he's writing to each and every one of us as well, saying, listen, God doesn't want you to live under this slave mindset frame of mind. He wants you to live as a son and daughter with, it, with the mindset of an heir. See, if you want to write some notes down in your bulletin there, I would love for you to do that. Here's the first thing I would love for you to write down. Number one, see, what Paul is saying is that we must change the way we think about our relationship with God. Paul's writing to the churches in Galatia, and ultimately he's writing to us to say, listen, we must change our Mindset. We must change the way we think about our relationship with God. Because as long as you and I are thinking about our relationship as, as a slave, as an employee, <clears throat> as God kind of being the, the big man upstairs with a big old fat fly swatter waiting for us to step out of line and then way up. Okay, as long as that, we're never going to become everything God wants us to become. It's only as we shift our mindset to see ourselves as sons and daughters God, that's what we are. We are heirs with Christ. We have access to all of the blessings and promises of God. But see, here's the thing, and Paul knew this. Paul understood that there's a pull in our culture, certainly in the culture in the world that the churches in Galatia were living in and functioning in, but also in our culture some 2,000 whatever years later. There's this pull, isn't there, in our culture toward being a slave to the world and to sin. In other words, if we don't actively fight against it, it will, it will just pull us in the wrong direction. A few weeks ago, over Memorial Day weekend, my oldest son and I went to Indianapolis for the Indy 500. It's a family tradition, and so now it's three generations with my dad and uh, my son getting to take him. This is his second year. And so on Monday uh, afternoon, we were flying back from the race, and so we were in the Indianapolis airport. And so we get through security, you know, and then uh, we, we go. And we were a little early, so we had some time. And so you know how they have in most airports, and they do in Indy, uh, those moving walkways. And so, you know, I saw it. And, of course, I'm thinking, you know, I ate really bad this weekend, so I kind of need to walk. Uh, but my 11-year-old Willie was with me. He was like, Dad, walkways. And I'm like, sweet. So he got on the belt, and I got on beside him. And so he's just, he gets on there, you know, we got our little roll-on suitcases because we ain't paying bag fees. What's up now? Okay, so, so it's, don't get me distracted. So, uh, so we get on the movie, you know, he gets on the moving belt and he's like, mm, and he's just standing there looking at me. And I'm like, you know, walking beside him and he's just moving. He's like, and I'm like, slow down, buddy. Okay, see, here's the thing. The world we live in, the culture we live in today is such that if we don't fight against it, it's like that moving walkway, that it will just pull us every day away from God. It will pull us away from that mindset of an heir, that mindset of a son or a daughter. If, if left to ourselves, if we don't actively fight against it, the world we live in will pull us back to that sin nature, back to that slave mindset that Paul's writing, saying, don't let yourself be pulled in that direction. And so what that means is we have to fight daily against the pull of the world. We must fight daily against the pull 
of the world. And see, so because I, I, here's what I know. I know that for some of us, we're like, yes, exactly. But, and that's why I go to Next Level Church. Matter of fact, we actually hear people say from time to time, man, I wish we had a church every day. Okay, here's the thing. Thank you. But we don't even think that's healthy. Like, that's not, that's, that's not it. Growing up, uh, my, my mom, I was, of course, I was born and raised in Indiana. And so we eat, like, good food, like fatty meat, cow, mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay, so my mom was notorious. I love this. Uh, growing up, we, we knew every Sunday afternoon, whether you're there or not, we gonna eat. Like it was like mom was making the pot roast and she put that thing in on Saturday night and we'd be like, so, so every Sunday afternoon we'd have just this gigantic meal. Now here's the thing, after you eat a meal like that, it's like this feeling of, I will never eat again. <laughs> so help me, I will never eat again. And yet, isn't it funny how like by later that day, by Sunday night, you know, you're like, we got anything to eat in this house? <laughs> right? What is that? Well, see, here's the thing. What if we approach life and our natural bodies that way? If we said, you know what? I eat a big meal on Sunday afternoon, and then I'm good the rest of the week, okay? Here's the thing. Number one, we'd be really, really hungry, and number two, we'd be really, really malnourished. And the same is true in our faith. See, God never designed this thing for us to just eat once a week, Yes, it's great that we come on the weekend and yeah, woo, it's all okay, yeah, 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 yes, and that's important. But watch this. If we don't fight against that moving walkway that's pulling us away in the wrong direction toward the slave mindset, if we don't figure out a simple and systematic way to fight against it daily, then it will pull us away back toward that slave mindset. And I'll be honest with you, for years I struggled with this. For years, I would go to pray, I would go to read my Bible, and I would feel guilty, I'd feel condemned, especially if I hadn't done it in a few days, and I'd be like, man, I'm horrible, right? Okay, and I could never get past it. And then, four years ago, everything changed for me. Because four years ago, I had a friend of mine who was a mentor and pastors a great church across the town, took me to lunch at Rib City. What's up now, Rib City? Uh, took me to lunch at Rib City, and he gave me a book. And the name of the book was called The Divine Mentor, written by a pastor in Hawaii named Wayne Cordero. The Divine Mentor by Wayne Cordero. And in this book, Wayne lays out a, a method of studying and applying God's word called soap. And maybe you've heard us talk about soap before. Uh, maybe that's a brand new concept to you. Here, here's what I know. In this book, Divine Mentor by Wayne Cordero, he lays out this concept of soap, S-O-A-P, and when I read this, it, it is the most guilt-free, condemnation-free. And I know there are other ways to study and apply God's Word. That's awesome. We need, yes, it's great. But for me, I'll be honest with you, soap is the most easy and effective way of studying and applying God's Word that I personally have ever come across. And that's why we're such big proponents of it. Man, we've taught dozens. We've taught several hundred churches, church planters, leaders, thousands of people. Because we just, we believe in the method of soap. We believe in this way of studying God's word. And here's why. Because we believe that soap helps us change the way we think about our relationship with God. Soap helps us fight the slave mindset Soap, learning to soap daily, study and apply God's word daily helps us stay in that son and daughter of God frame of mind. 
that type of mindset. So, so what is soap? Uh, here's what I want to do. I want to go a little practical for the next few minutes. And here's why. Because I know for some of us, this is like, yeah, man, we've heard of soap. And we're like, we're in. Check. Got it. Okay. But I just know that there's a bunch others of us. And you've struggled on how to read God's word, how to apply it to your life. You've struggled on this. And maybe you've never even said it out loud. Well, let me just give you some permission this weekend. Listen, God wants us and he's given us a tool that allows us to take the word of God and apply it to our life. So what does soap look like? What does it mean? Well, the first thing is you need a Bible. And of course, the YouVersion app on your smartphone or on your tablet or on your laptop, whatever, is a great way to do that. There's all kinds of translations in there. I'm kind of a, a paper and pen guy. I like to engage it. I like to scribble. I like to circle words. I like to get all into it. So, so whatever that, listen, here's the deal. Get a translation that you can understand. Like, that's the most important thing. Matter of fact, some people ask me, uh, uh, you know, what translation of the Bible do you use on the weekends? And honestly, uh, most weekends I use the TNIV, Today's New International Version. But here's the deal. Whatever, whatever version works for you, listen, you don't get, there's no bonus points for studying the old King James. Okay, listen, it's not like, hey, God, look at all these these and thous. Happy now? Doesn't work that way. You don't, it doesn't, you, no, listen, what's the right version for you? The version that works for you, TNIV, that's great, NIV, whatever, the, the New Living Translation, uh, the, the message over the last a decade or decade and a half is another one of those paraphrase things that really has descriptive and creative language. As a matter of fact, the Bible that I soap from every morning is it called a parallel Bible. So it's got both, it's got the NIV and the message. And so I can see them run in parallel uh, every single verse. It's just, so, so listen, here's the deal. Whatever that looks like for you, get a Bible. And get one that works for you. And if you can do that digitally, awesome. If you need kind of the hard copy like I do, then do that. Whatever it is, listen, this is guilt-free stuff. Why? Because we just got to get God's Word in our hearts. So the first thing you need is the Bible. The second thing then is a journal. Okay, now wait a second, because here's, I know what you're thinking, because I thought it four years ago. The minute I read in Divine Mentor, that okay, he said, you know, get a journal. I'm like, hang on, Wayne, I um, gave up my diary a long time ago. Thank you very much. Like, right? Like, okay, the pink one or the purple one? Like, like, so I know what some of you are thinking. Especially some of you guys are like, no way, dude. Don't, I don't do diaries. Okay. Here's how I think of my journal. The way I think of my journal is I see my journal as like a spiritual, like, DVR. That it, okay, because here's the deal. Like, right now, there are, are all kinds of signals running through this room. So there are satellite signals, there are cell phone signals, TV, radio signals, all of those things. But what does it take? We can't, they're invisible to us unless we have a receiver. And so I picture like my journal as my, my spiritual receiver and DVR. And so because, here's the thing, I'd like to tell you that I'm that awesome. I'd like to tell you that, no, when the Lord speaks to me from his holy word, I just internalize it. I got it. Okay, I, I wish that were true. But every once in a while, it's nice to be able to flip back and look at it. So men, women, both, here's the deal. Okay, it's not a diary. It's a journal. It's, it's a spiritual DVR. It's an opportunity for you and I to go, listen, when God just points something out to me, when God shows me something and speaks to my heart, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. So get a Bible, get a journal, get something to write with, a pen or pencil, whatever. And then get a reading plan. And for us, next level, we try and make this as easy as possible. And so every three months... We put out our soap guides, and you can get these in the foyer or whatever. They're, they're everywhere. And so here's our deal. Every day, we just lay out one chapter. Just read one chapter a day. And well, and some, you know, well, that just doesn't seem very spiritual to me, brother. Doesn't, one chapter, shouldn't we be reading more? <laughs> Knock yourself out. 
right? Like, okay, you, okay, that doesn't seem very deep. Okay, ready? Translate it back into the Greek. <laughs> deep. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being kind of sarcastic, right? I'm kind of like, I got the spirit of mad or so. What is going I don't know. I don't, okay, let's try the less sarcastic version, Matt. Okay, here, so, so listen, there are all kinds of reading plans. This is just, listen, this is not... This is just one for us. We put the QR codes or the little websites there. And so every time we move to a different book or whatever, we just post a, a little 60 or 90 second video. And we just get, want to explain it. Why? Because we want to make it as easy as possible for you to just, to just be able to read God's word and apply it to your life. So get your reading plan. So your Bible, your journal, something to write with your reading plan. And then for me, I always like to have a little, like a little post-it note or a scratch paper or something. And here's why, because it never fails. And maybe you've experienced, you know, you sit down, you're like, Lord, speak to me from your word. You open up through your chapter, you know, you start reading like four verses in. You're like, I need to call the eye doctor. I need to call, I need to call my eye doctor. And here's the thing. If you don't have somewhere to put that thought, you'll be reading along and you'll be like, oh man, oh man, oh man. Oh, for God so loved my eye doctor that he wanted me to remember to call him. <laughs> right? You're like, what is going on? Like it's, you'll, you, you got, so, so for me, I always like to have, it never fails. Like I always, oh, I got to make sure I remember to do that. So, so uh, ju- I always like to have that. And then here's my deal. Listen, I, I recommend for people when it comes to studying God's word daily and applying it to your life, man, tr- the more consistent you can become on like a time and a place the better off it's going to be. That see, see, when we create a specific place, maybe it's over lunch hour in that quiet hallway and you can pull a chair out there and just be alone. Or, or you know, maybe it's early in the morning. I know it is for me. And there's this particular the, the table or a particular chair that you can sit and see. Here's the thing. If we can create some rhythm to this, all of a sudden, here's what it does. It actually gives our soul permission to anticipate and this has been true in my life. I just, I'm telling you, like uh, my soul, just, I can't wait. Like right now we're so through the book of Acts. And I'm like, I cannot wait to get up tomorrow morning and see what God says to me. Like, it's just one of those where I'm like, your soul, when, when we create rhythm and consistency to it, all of a sudden it's like, it's like your soul can anticipate that. So get predictable. And then here's what you do. Honestly, you just, it's, it's one chapter a day. And so whatever's on, you just, boom. And so for me, like, the, I just, you know, Lord, speak to me from your word today, God. Just show me what is for me today. And then I just start reading that chapter. And then as you're reading, just start underlining. I mean, if there's words or phrases that pop off the page or just kind of, you know, a creative phrasing of something or something that sticks out to you, just sort of underline that as you go along. And then when you get done with your chapter, then just go back through and just look at those three or four things that maybe you've underlined. And then here's the key. Wayne said, listen, pick one verse, one verse, not four, not a paragraph and a half, not, no, 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 one verse. And then get out your journal and just write that out. I just, I'll put the date at the top and then S, scripture. S is for scripture and write your one scripture. And here's the thing. I love this. Wayne says this, don't abbreviate, like just write it out longhand. And here's why. Because it will give you the, it, it, here's how Wayne says it. It gives God the ability to speak. When we develop the discipline of slowing down. See, we live in a shorthand society. We live in a world that's just, a, and I, I'm, I'm the worst at it. I mean, I, got like, I have like code that I can write things in. Drives my assistants crazy. Like it's just, I'm, it, but listen, so when it comes to God's word, just stop. What's the one verse that you feel like is for me today? Write it down. And then the O is observation. S is for scripture. O is for observation. Write down what you observe in the verse. And listen, here's the deal. 
Don't focus on what you don't understand. Focus on what you do. And that doesn't mean that we don't look at context and do deeper Bible study. Yes, absolutely. But listen, here's the deal. Just just pick one verse and then observe. Here's what I observe in the verse. Here's what Paul's trying to say. Here's, here's what I think this verse means. Then the A is the application. That's, that's kind of the, the so what question. That's where we say, okay, here's my one verse, and here's, here's what I observe in the verse. This is what's going on. It doesn't have to be deep. It doesn't have to be theological. Just here's what's going on. And then the A is, here's what I think this means for me today. And then the P is for prayer. And that's where we very simply just write out a short prayer. Again, doesn't have to be long. You're not trying to impress anybody. No extra points for like lots of syllables in your words. It just, it doesn't, it's just God doesn't care. The P is where we turn our observation and our application into a dedication. And we say, God, today I'm going to dedicate myself to this. God, today I'm going to try and be more patient with my boss. God, today, this is that moment in time where we say, God, here's what I've observed. Here's what I think it means for my life. And here's how I'm going to dedicate myself to it today. I'm telling you, this soap thing is so simple. And yet you will be amazed at how God will just allow his word to just be exactly what we need to hear every time. Every time. I'm telling you, it's, it is just amazing how God speaks to us. And, and watch this. Here's the illustration that we use. If right now you're struggling to, to spend any time during your week in God's Word, or maybe you do. Let's say like once a week you read the Bible, but it's like, yeah, I don't really know, and I feel guilty when I read it. And, okay, watch this. Imagine what it would mean that if we could go from, from zero times in the course of a year— of being able to read God's word and apply it to our life to, to just one time a week where we could read a chapter, find a verse, and apply it to our life. Okay, do you realize that in a year's time, you would go from zero personal words from Jesus for your life to 50? Now, do that twice a week. Just take five days off to rest. Twice a week, open the Bible Read it, one verse, apply it. Watch this. In a year's time, we would go from zero personal words from Jesus to a hundred. Here's what that means. In light of us fighting off the moving sidewalk that is pulling us toward the slave mentality on a daily basis, Imagine if instead of never being able to fight that or only having our weekend experience to fight that, if we could suddenly somehow in a year's time have a hundred days out of our year where Jesus speaks a personal word for where we're living, imagine what that would do to the mindset that God ultimately wants you and I, his sons and his daughters, to adopt. So here's the deal. We also recognize that even after all of that explanation and even after kind of breaking it down piece by piece, that, that it never fails that from time to time somebody on our team will have someone in our church come up to us and go, okay, the whole soap thing, like I get it, but what? Like there's still kind of this mental hurdle for some of us. We're like, man, I just, I don't, I just don't know. I don't know. Okay, so here's what we did. Uh, a few months ago, we got in touch with Wayne Cordero and his organization. And basically, they gave us permission to create our own intro to soap book. And so premiering this weekend, and we'll have them in the cafe in our bookstore the whole 
the rest, for the rest of our life. We're offering an intro to Soapbook that gives us the ability. It's a 21-day study. It's got the QR code things in there. And so like, there's like 15 or 16 interactive videos. And it's basically, it's comprehended. Like you just, you work, it's a workbook. You write in it. The whole thing, this is the easiest on-ramp we knew how to create. To give you and I the ability to take God's word and apply it to our life every single day. So here's my challenge to us, Next Level Church, this weekend. My challenge to us is we pull up a chair around the table and our challenge from the Apostle Paul to fight the slave mentality, fight the slavery mindset, and embrace the mindset of a son and daughter of God on a daily basis. My challenge to us is, how are you doing? How are we doing at this? Maybe you've been following God for years and you're like, bro, thanks for the, you know, the reminder. Appreciate it. Awesome. Okay, great. Maybe for you uh, this weekend, maybe this is a hurdle that you've just struggled to overcome and you just, you just, you've been fighting guilt and condemnation. Listen, this is your weekend. Be set free from all of that. God just, he loves you. So, he just wants you to take his word and just apply it to your heart. Maybe you've soaked in the past or you've had, you've studied the Bible, but you've kind of gotten away from it. And now when you do get back to it, you kind of, you're like, oh man, I'm, I stink. Okay, listen, no, no guilt, no condemnation. What do you got to do? Maybe you know someone, maybe you're a connection group leader and somebody in, in your connection group needs that intro to soap book. Maybe you need that intro to soap. I don't know where you're at. Listen here. Maybe you need to pick up a soap guide and be like, all right, I'm, I'm diving in again. Fresh start. This weekend, I'm fresh start. I don't know where you're at, but here's what I do know. I know that if we're going to fight against the moving walkway of our culture that is pulling us back toward the sin nature and the slave mindset, it is a requirement that we get this book in here so that it can affect every part of our life. Can we we bow our heads across this room today? Father, thank you. Thank you for an opportunity that we have to pull up a chair around the table with one of the great spiritual fathers of the faith, the Apostle Paul. Lord, thank you for this life lesson about a mindset. And Lord, I just pray for that person who's listening this weekend, who's struggled with guilt, with condemnation, with fear, who's lived their whole relationship with you thinking that they were just an employee they were just a slave they were just whatever not realizing that they're actually a son or a daughter of God so Lord I pray that we would get comfortable around you I pray that we would get comfortable around your word and I thank you for a simple and effective tool like soap it gives every one of us the ability to take what's written in this book and apply it to our lives. Lord, I pray that you would allow us to be a church that engages your word, that that it is a church of self-feeders who know how to read the Bible and apply it to our lives in amazingly practical ways. God, thank you for giving us the opportunity to study your word this weekend. Lord, we pray all of this in the name that's above every name. We pray this in the name of Jesus. And all who agreed say, amen.